my husband and I sing in the Long Beach Chorale. And just about a year ago, we had the privilege of singing one of the greatest works in all of music history, Brahms' Requiem. The second movement of that work begins with words from the 40th chapter of Isaiah. Dein alles Fleisch es ist wie Gras. All flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower thereof fadeth away. The music at that point is a mournful yet insistent dirge, powerfully underscoring this painful description of the human condition. When the dirge comes to an end, there is a long moment of silence, almost as if the choir is holding its breath. Then, unexpectedly, suddenly, the music shifts as the choir sings, Aber des Herrn wird bleibet in Ewigkeit. But the word of the Lord endures forever. It is a thrilling moment, a powerful proclamation that begins with the single dynamic word, but. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb. Several years ago, I read a meditation by Theodore Wardlaw in which he pointed out that Luke is the only gospel writer whose account of the resurrection begins with the conjunction, but. In fact, this word appears six times in the passage that Mark just read. Wardlaw comments, it's as if Luke is grabbing us by the lapels, stopping us in our tracks and forcing us to understand that no matter what we've heard, we haven't heard the whole story yet. The women who rose at dawn that morning had become part of Jesus' story, and it had changed their lives. Some of them, like Mary Magdalene, had been healed by Jesus, while others had supported his ministry out of their own resources. They had left their homes and families in Galilee to accompany him to Jerusalem, even though they were not quite sure what Jesus would do there. Whatever it was, though, they were certain that it would change the world. Then Jesus had been arrested and crucified, and they had watched as he suffered and died and was hastily buried. And when they came to the tomb that morning, they were quite certain that it was the end of Jesus' story. Having spent the Sabbath grieving and praying, the women came to minister to Jesus one last time to wash his broken body and anoint it with spices. To their surprise, relief, the stone that covered the mouth of the cave had been rolled away, but, pay attention now, when they went in, they did not find the body. Can you imagine how these women felt? Luke says they were perplexed. Personally, I might have chosen other terms to describe how their feelings, terms such as shocked, or alarmed, or even fearful. But as I think about it, perplexed may be just the right word. You feel perplexed when you can't find an object that you just put down. I'm sure we've all had that experience. <laughs> when you're at a loss because things don't make sense. And an empty tomb where there should have been a body surely did not make sense at all. 
nor did the sudden appearance of two men in dazzling clothes terrified the women bow low but the men said to them why are you seeking the living among the dead he is not here he is not here I suspect that those were the only words the women heard in that moment. Sometimes that's all that registers with us too. We focus on what is not instead of what is or what might be. The money we don't have, the opportunities that have passed us by, the relationships that are missing, the recognition that we haven't been given, uh, all of those things. The church does it too. The Sundays when the pews are mostly empty, the lack of young people, the buildings that need repair, the need for funding, the prestige we no longer have. We focus on what is not so much of the time. He is not here. The tomb is empty. But that's not the end of the story. Listen to what the angels say. He is not here, but has risen. He is not here, but has risen. Oh, I wonder how long the women stood there trying to absorb what the angels were telling them, that the tomb was empty because Jesus no longer had need of it, that they do not need to anoint his dead body because he is alive, that the hope that died on that cross has been renewed. He is not here, but has risen. Fortunately, the angels helped them out. Remember how he told you, they say to the women, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Remember? Remember what it was like in Galilee? Remember Jesus' teachings and healings? Remember the meals you shared? Remember that he told you what would happen? Remember who he was and what he means to you? Maybe that's one reason you are here today, to remember. To remember the things that you were taught in Sunday school, things like, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. To remember the hymns that touch your heart to remember the promises that tell you that you are not alone even in the midst of grief and pain, to remember that you have been offered forgiveness, to remember as we gather around the table together that we are all part of the community of faith no matter how often or how seldom we come together, to remember. The women stood there remembering and then suddenly, they begin to run, run back to Jerusalem, run back to the rest of the disciples, run back to share their glad and great good news. And when they get there, again, Luke stops us in our tracks. But these words seem to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. The disciples' reaction seems harsh. The Greek word that we translate as an idle tale usually refers to the ranting of someone who is delirious. But how could they believe? They weren't at that tomb. They didn't see the men in white, and the whole idea of a dead man coming alive again was absolutely incredible. Maybe that's how you are feeling today. 
Maybe you came just because you wanted to keep peace in the family or because you were invited by old friends or you felt like you should because it's Easter after all, even though you're not sure you believe all this stuff about the resurrection. If so, be at peace. You're in good company. The people who were closest to Jesus didn't believe it either. But Luke tells us, does tell us, but Peter, but Peter, got up and ran to the tomb. Impulsive Peter has to take a look for himself, yet he goes home amazed at what has happened, wondering at what he saw. Maybe you'd do the same if you had been there. Maybe you're wondering even now, just a little, what it would be like if the story was true, if the story is true. Maybe you're intrigued by the but of Luke 24, that stubborn, relentless, defiant conjunction, as Theodore Wardlaw calls it. Maybe it's the word that you need to hear today, that all of us need to hear on this Easter day. For it is a word that continues the conversation, Catherine Matthews writes, but changes the direction of things, dramatically saying that God hasn't spoken the last word, not yet, not in the situation we find ourselves in any more than God had spoken the last word on that Good Friday so long ago. Matthews goes on, this has to mean something to each one of us then when we face the tombs of our lives, the losses and disappointments, heartbreaks and failures, tragic deaths and prolonged illnesses, loneliness and despair, these tombs are our Good Friday, our Friday lives, and Jesus shares them with us. But, there's that word again and again, Jesus also shares Sunday, and resurrection, new life, and new hope with us. It wasn't a one-time thing, the resurrection of Jesus. It was instead the dawning of a new day and new life as well. No matter what things look like now, this Easter morning says, wait, stop, but... We are part of something greater than ourselves and our lives are lived in a new age of hope. Do you believe this? I do. I believe it because of my own experience. I believe it because I have heard that, but when I have been in need of forgiveness. I believe it because I have heard that, but when faced with a serious illness. I believe it because I heard it when God calls me to serve in a new and very unexpected way. And I believe that we're part of something greater than ourselves because I have seen us embody the word, but when we found the courage and strength to reach out to those in need. You know, those of you who are here, most of the time, you know, and let us share this with others. We have seen families who are ones on the street move into their own homes through our work with Family Promise. 
We have helped to ensure that our people who are hungry have a warm, nourishing meal through our participation in shared bread and rise against hunger. We have offered help and hope to those who are living on the edge through our supportive case. We have made a difference in others' lives through our giving to organizations like the United Methodist Committee on Relief and Toberman Neighborhood Center. All those things are our way of hearing and responding to the word, but, and being a part of something greater than what we are. Now, mind you, we haven't done those things on our own. We have done, did them and will continue to do them because we have responded to God's invitation. And because we, have, we trust that the God who told some grieving women on Easter Day, but you haven't heard the whole story yet. On this Easter Day, God says the same thing to us. Hatred and brutality may seem to overcome good far too often. The state of the world may seem hopeless and we may feel angry, frustrated, ashamed, or sad because our actions are the actions of others. But we haven't heard the whole story yet. Like the women at the tomb, we need to remember that this is a world created and loved by God and that Jesus came to show us that love. We need to remember that we are not alone and that God is still at work. We need to remember so that we can tell others that the story is not over yet, for Christ has risen from the death, and in that truth lies our hope, our strength, and our joy. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb, and the world has never been the same since. Thanks be to God. He is not here, but has risen. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Amen.